Welcome back to the City Manager Chat Podcast. I am Aretha Adams, your City Manager, and as always, I am here with Suzanne Brooke, our Communications Director. Hey, Suzanne. Hey there. Happy to be back. Yes. Happy summer. Summer is in full swing. The sun is out and shining, and we see everybody kind of moving around town and in the park, so we hope that your summer vacations are off to a great start. Hey, let's jump right in. Okay, so this week we're going to do things a little bit differently, guys. For those of you who have been listening from the beginning, you know that we always have a segment called Hot Topics. And right now, truly, there is no topic more important than water. So we are interrupting this particular segment to just talk about the water crisis that has happened over the past few weeks, and we want to give you an update. I'm going to turn it over to our communications director so she can kind of go through some of the information that has already been put out there and where we currently stand with the status of our water restrictions. Okay, thank you, Aretha. Well, we're happy to report that the contractor has informed the city that the parts he needs to repair the 300 HP pump that failed on June 23rd are on the way to his shop. So if everything stays on schedule, he should have that pump that failed repaired back in Heath and installed by the end of the week. At the same time, we're going to be able to take the existing 200 HP pump that's at station number two and upgrade it to a higher power. To improve the capability there. And then the 200 HP pump that it's going to replace will be refurbished as a backup. Those are all good things that we're happy to hear. We see an end in sight to this worrisome lack of full capacity. However, it is dry. It is hot. We expected that. In reality, the pump failure on June 23rd just accelerated the city having to move into stage two water restriction conservation. So we just applaud and thank everyone everyone who dove in to help the city save water and we ask you to continue to do so and we will keep you informed go to the city's website from the front page you'll get to a landing page that's dedicated to everything to do with water including restrictions trends of usage you can follow a graph to see what citizens are using on a daily basis tips and any other critical alerts Right, we've made it to one of my favorite segments. This is where you, the community, have an opportunity to meet one of our team members. And today I have a really special guest for you. Why don't you introduce yourself for us? Tell us what you do for the city and how long you've been here. Hi, my name is Carter Smith. I'm the director of IT, so I manage all of our IT services and technology services for the city. And I've been here for, I want to say, six years, I believe. Six or seven years. I think you're about right. Why don't you tell us? Because you have an interesting story. How exactly did you get started with the city six years ago? Yes. (laughs) You guys can't see Carter, but he's fairly young. You get out of here, you whippersnapper! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Glad I still look young. Uh, well, I started it back when I was still a college student, needing some money, and as an intern. So I was just filing papers for a city secretary, thousands and thousands of papers, and really got started without having any concept of network folders, network drives. A server was kind of like on the same level as the cloud, just some entity that I had no knowledge about. Right. But while filing everything, I got to start working with Excel sheets to manage file what I guess is file databases and started to fix 
little issues with our computers and I kind of grew really fast from there. You know what's shocking to me is you are so great at your role as IT director. And I feel like just about any issue that anybody has regarding anything with our technology, they come to you and you get it done. So I'm surprised to hear that you didn't have more experience or knowledge in IT when you actually started here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And it really has been very much on the job training. That's been one of the great things about working for the city that everyone's been very patient with me. As the issues come up, I'm able to research them and learn how to fix things and how to maintain things. So it really has been great having all the on the job learning and gaining experience. All right. So before we go on to learn more about you and what you do here, I just want to let the public know that, as Carter said, he started as an intern and every summer we get interns. And so stay on the lookout if you have teenagers who are in high school on summer break or college students who are coming home for summer break. We always post some internship opportunities for them. It's a great way to introduce young people to local government and exactly what the endless possibilities are working for a municipality. So stay tuned for that every summer. We put it out, I think, late spring. Okay, Carter, let's get back to you. So cybersecurity, that is a hot topic, especially for local governments over the past few years. I think everybody's kind of heard about a city that's been hacked. Dallas just went through a major breach. Like a couple of months ago, I don't even know if they're fully out of that crisis yet. Can you talk to us a little bit about cybersecurity for the city of Heath, your role in that and in the community's role, if they have one at all? Of course. Yes, you're right. Dallas just had, I think they got out just a few weeks ago, but they were attacked about a month ago that took down all of their services. And I think back in 2018, we were actually hit ourselves uh, back whenever I was still a little lowly intern. So it is I did a definitely, not know that. Yes. I wasn't we, here at we the had, time. That's this was before our current managed service provider, and we were down for, I think, about a week. So it is a very large concern for local governments. A lot of people think of hackers as like someone with a hoodie sitting in a dark room by a computer just hacking away at trying to get past a firewall protocols or whatever. And usually no one's going to go through that much effort to try to get into a city. So a lot of what we do is trying to secure the firewall, secure the network, of course, but really train users and staff to be able to avoid clicking on links, avoid falling for scams, as that's really where a lot of vulnerabilities are. And that applies for the community as well. I'm sure everyone is familiar with getting uh, emails from like a Nigerian prince or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a very large concern. So really for citizens and for city staff and other users, it really comes down to that even whenever you're Googling things for your your bank or for your water system, looking up the City of Heath website, You really have to be careful on what links you click on because even in a Google search, you can come across an affected website and get malware on your computer as well or someone trying to steal your password. And that's really where the largest vulnerabilities are, not the guy in the hoodie trying to get past the firewall. That's really larger state actors Mm -hmm. and that's largely on people like me to worry about. But the majority comes from users clicking on links and falling for phishing emails. Yeah, and that's something that I quickly learned with all of the training that you provide for us annually for the employees, Mm -hmm. making sure Mm -hmm. that we know some of the pitfalls, you know, that somebody might give you a free USB. Yes. You can plug it into your computer and then you get hacked that way or that some of those ads that you see on the side of the screen are actually phishing ads to also Mm -hmm 
compromise you. So you've done such a great job of keeping us informed and educated on how we can be more safe within the city. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I have to say that's one of my favorite parts of the job is trying to catch people with my little testing emails or leaving little flash drives of my own out for people to pick up. So fun fact, Carter did leave one of those USB drives in the parking lot. And I won't say which employee. It wasn't me. It wasn't Carter. We'll just leave it at that. So two are eliminated. But one of our employees did in fact pick it up. And luckily they brought it in and said, oh, look, I found this flash drive. So (laughs) I've got a few people that way now. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you are clever. Okay. So shifting gears a bit, we've had an interesting last few years. COVID is specifically what I want to talk about. You really got us through that time from a technology perspective perspective. Can you talk about how the city kind of grew up from a technology standpoint a little bit during that time, much of it because we had to, and then some of it was your innovation as well. Can you talk us through that and how we've really gone from, I usually say a 20th century city to now a 21st (laughs) century city. Can you talk a little bit about that? I'm sure all the listeners are aware whenever COVID hit, suddenly we couldn't be in the office anymore. So we really had to pivot from an office-based system, paper-based system into somewhere that allows us to work from home and to be able to work from really anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we were able to secure a cost-effective service to allow staff to securely remote into their computers and from any device from anywhere to be able to manage the utility billing from anywhere and to be able to take phone calls from anywhere. So we had to update Mm -hmm. our old antiquated landline system to a new cloud system so that staff could really take care of the citizens from home or wherever they needed to be. Big issue was for our public meetings because we can't just stop having public meetings just because we can't meet in the council chambers. And so we were able to work with Zoom to be able to allow the public and for council and staff to all be in one room together in a Zoom room. And that was a little bit complicated just because of state laws on public meetings. Right, yeah. But we got it worked out. We've introduced new cybersecurity programs and testing programs. That's always a lot of fun. Everybody loves those, I've heard anyways. (laughs) Especially me. (laughs) And uh, we've uh, moved a lot of our data center servers, which were in a little IT closet in one of the back parts of the city hall, into the cloud, which has increased our reliability because we don't have to maintain those equipments. Microsoft maintains those equipment for us. And our security. And we've also upgraded our network infrastructure to allow faster internet so that we can get citizen requests faster. We can get ports and videos and pictures and everything a lot faster and get them out to council members and everyone else who needs them. And we've increased our network infrastructure to be able to better support our police all over on the other side of the building so that they can re- get responses and calls a lot faster, more reliable. That's very important. Extremely. Police is always a lot of fun to work with, very patient as well. It requires a lot of technology in order to keep their cars moving and keep their fire engines going. Over our public works building, because I know that water is a big issue right now, our water infrastructure system, we yes. have our big SCADA system to control our water system. And whenever we first got here, we didn't really have a good system. We didn't have good internet out there. We had this point point that every time a tree waved we'd lose connection to our water system Unbelievable. so we i worked with larry and randy to introduce proper internet out there proper access out there and the same remote access that we use here at city hall we have over there to access our water system so that they can access it they're out on vacation if they need to if there's an emergency so that they know if there's anything going on with your water system absolutely at any time of the day that's that was an amazing upgrade that needed to happen and was a great preventative measure 
culture. So, yes, yep. yes. It's helped a lot. And really a large part of the job has been developing a replacement and improvement planning structure that we didn't really have before with technology needs. Previously, we would just replace things as they break. Instead, we've kind of restructured a bit so that we can plan ahead, identify areas that are more at risk of failing, and then replace those systems before, before they fail. Before they fail. That's mm-hmm. great. Correct. That way everything stays fast, efficient, running, and we don't lose our citizen services. All of the things you've named, and, and I just know from personal experience, that's not even half of all of the stuff <laughs> you've implemented. You're just kind of highlighting. There have just been so many significant changes over just the short time I've been here in the last four years. So we are really really growing and we've accepted and recognized that we're a city that is growing up and that for those reasons we have to take our technology more seriously and I'm just grateful that we have someone like Carter here to help us through that. (laughs) Well thank you. Well you did mention paper. We all know I don't like all that paper. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about how we are transitioning away from paper to a more efficient system. Yes. So we've been working for really since I've been here on trying to reduce the amount of paper that we do. And it's not something we can do all at once, of course. Of course. But as we've gone, we've introduced a lot of virtual forms that people can fill out and can email to each other. We've introduced uh, different ways of doing purchasing, say on ordering on Amazon or from Best Buy or similar companies that allows us to avoid having to print out any forms or anything like that. We're working on additionally introducing new systems to be able to get rid of our old paper-based work order system, our old paper-based permitting system, so that whenever people come into permitting for a pool or someone complains about streets, instead of us passing papers around and hoping that those papers get to the right people to take care of the job, it automatically goes through our virtual systems and gets signed off by the appropriate managers and gets assigned to the appropriate staff so that citizens' concerns are taken care of really fast, efficiently, and without any paper. Truly, that's a big deal because that's going to be a direct benefit to our citizens. Mm-hmm. Some stuff they won't even have to come to City Hall for anymore. Mm-hmm. They can it, it will become an electronic process. So a much more efficient use of time, of resources, and of space because we're in a City Hall that we are, you know, we're kind of at capacity as far as our staff and our space for record keeping and all of those things. So it's a pretty big deal. I'm super excited that you're going to be undertaking a more comprehensive overhaul and just proud of all the stuff that you've already done to bring us up to speed. So thank you for that. Okay. So Carter, anything else that the community needs to know about the city of Heath's technology? Just that we were working hard to be able to maximize what we have and the staff that we have and provide software that allows them to provide efficient and quick responses to customer and citizen concerns. All right, cool. So, hey, before I let my employees go, I always ask the same question. This is a very important question. What is your favorite part about working for the city of Heath? Oh, working for a wonderful city manager, oh, of course. Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. What's your <laughs> really, it is working with our staff and the amazing atmosphere that we have here. I run around all the time going to different offices, messing with people's computers, unplugging wires here and there, and trying to upgrade systems that never goes smoothly. And everyone's been so patient. We have such a great atmosphere, and everyone just seems happy to work here. Well, you are part of that atmosphere. So thank you so much, Carter. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. 
Okay, it was great hearing from Carter and all of the cool things he did. So thank you, Carter. Now we move on to one of our great segments, business update. All right, so this week we want to shout out the Bagel Lady and now Tiki Todd's Ice, which is right across the street from City Hall. Actually, Suzanne, I don't know if you know, but several employees make the trek across Lawrence. They brave that traffic just to go get that shaved ice in the afternoon. They love it. I haven't had any yet. I'm going to have to make my way over there, but I've heard it's really yummy. It looks delicious. I actually hope to go right after we finish this. It's a perfect day for it, but their menu is yummy and unique, and they love serving our employees, and they look forward to seeing all the citizens drop by. Absolutely. So check them out, and don't forget, right next door, the Bagel Lady. She's well known for her excellent breakfast, lunch, coffee, frozen custard choices, so check both of those businesses out okay we are moving on to just for fun so independence day the independence day parade was a huge success kudos to the event board and suzanne brooke it turned out to be really great as usual everyone showed up floats were beautiful all the kids were cute it was great special thanks to our department of public safety chief siri for making sure everything happens safe public works for the logistics and behind the scenes and of course all the great volunteers for helping us make it happen Yes, thank you all. Okay, also looking ahead, make sure that you mark your calendars for Tuesday, October 3rd from 5.30 to 7.30. We need your face in the place at City Hall in the Fire Bay. This is for our National Night Out. So some of you may know that National Night Out typically happens in August, but in Texas, it happens in October because of the extreme heat that we usually have. Last year was our inaugural year, so this will be our second annual. The DPS, the chief, all of the crew, they are so excited to host the community again. So come out. We have games. We have food. We have music. It's just a good time to catch up with everybody. We try to do what National Night Out is about. Meet your friends and neighbors here in Haith. Food-wise, I just want to give a tease. We will have the In-N-Out Burger Truck serving up 500-plus free hamburger meals. So Yeah, we're really excited. And it's so fun to work with DPS to organize this for the community. We will have, like I said, the In-N-Out Burger Truck. We'll have other treats like snow cones, candy. The officers have all kinds of fun giveaways they like to give the kids. It's a great opportunity to take photos with the officers. Selfie. Get up in the fire truck, get in the police car. We have giant inflatable slides, including a 24-foot fire truck. So it's just a great fall evening out. We want to see you there. Okay, now we are going into our Let's Hear From You segment. And I'm so excited. This week we have another question from a resident that came in through a Facebook private message. The question is, when will Rabbit Ridge be finished? And that is a great question. We did a Hot Topic segment on construction a couple of episodes ago. Rabbit Ridge, is at the point of this podcast being released, will be just about wrapping up. (laughs) 
Right now, they are still making some progress on installing a head wall. They are putting some finishing touches along the sides of the roads, but it should be open and drivable the month of July. So probably just a couple of more weeks from this episode. So stay tuned. It's going to be a beautiful, I mean, it's already shaped up to be a very beautifully improved roadway. So we hope you all enjoy utilizing it. It's a great corridor through the town. Yeah, it really is. And it's beautiful back there. Okay, well, Suzanne, that brings us to the end of our episode. This was a good one. Sure does. I loved seeing Carter on to uh, tell his story. I was here when he came in as an intern and just watched him flourish, and I'm sure the community loved hearing about how he grew, and it's a great example of the opportunities for young people in local government. Absolutely, and, you know, I just love working with young people who are interested in this level of government because, as I always say, it's the level that is closest to your day-to-day life and just meeting someone who has the same passion while it's through technology but has a passion for making sure that this community runs efficiently and is modernized it's refreshing and I enjoy working with him so it's great well hey if you guys have any questions always remember you can look at the link below in the description section of this podcast or email sbrook b-r-o-o-k-e at heathtx.com with any questions comments concerns that you want us to share on the podcast. But until next time, keep enjoying your summer and we will talk soon. Take care.